Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to this bonus episode of We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Here's James Holland pretending he's a British soldier in Normandy trying to clear out a German defensive position. No sniggering at the back. So I'm now approaching the Second World War trench, and you might be thinking, trenches, weren't they all about the First World War? But actually, they're also about the Second World War too. And uh, the scenario here at the Chalk Valley History Festival is that, basically, this is a German gun position. You know, think Breakall Manor, think um, the Day of Days, episode two of Band of Brothers and, and Damien Lewis and co, Dick Winter, sorry, I should say, um, attacking those four gun positions. And you remember there were trenches and sort of gun scrapes and so on. Okay, well, this is the scenario here. So this is a captured German gun battery with connecting trenches. And the British Tommies have captured it. Uh, and it's somewhere near Caen, you know, the main city in Normandy. And they're waiting for the 12th um, SS Panzer Division, the Hitler Jugend Division, to counterattack. And I'm now approaching the main tent, the sort of headquarters tent of the, of the British company. And I'm just about to be introduced to the company commander. And here he is. Well, it's very good to see all of you. Um, we've had a bit of a sticky time here recently. And basically, you're most welcome. Now, my chaps here holding up there at the moment are seasoned men. They've fought the Germans in North Africa, in Sicily and Italy. And now they're here in Normandy. I'll be quite frank with you. They're a bit cheesed off because they think it's time someone else did some fighting. However... You will learn your trade from them. They are very experienced soldiers. And I'm not going to mess around because we need you and we need you up the front now. I'm going to call the sergeant major out, pass you over to him, and he will take you. Listen to him. Listen to everything he says and he will keep you as safe as possible. As simple as that. Sergeant major. Coming, sir. Yes, sir. At least mine, sir. They are indeed. You lucky lot. You're coming to D Company best company in the battalion, by dint of the fact we're the hardest fighters and the best drinkers. But not much time for mucking about today. You picked a bit of a tough day to come. We'll be straight up to the ridge in a minute. The Bosch has got a position up there. We call it Fox 23. It's been an absolute bastard to take it in. God knows how many of our poor lads are on that slope there, laying there still from the action last night. We'll be going up to reinforce. I hope up there three platoon already have it, but we'll be reinforcing them against the Bosch. They're bound to come back at us. Now, you need to sort yourselves out before we move. Major, can you stop buggering around and get them up there? Sir. Right then, that's our marching orders, ain't it? Best we be off now. Right, as we move across this slope, no bunching. If there's an MG42, it'll cut us down like a swathe of grass. Let's go. Spread out there on the left. You, find space, you idiot. I've got to say, I'm actually feeling quite tense here. Watch that ridge. Watch that ridge. And as I'm walking... See a Jerry Helmet up there? This one. Oh, bloody hell. My ears are ringing. <laughs> That's why I'm not going out to Hamburg, boys. Come on. Right, hold here. Hold here. 
keep on the ground. See that happy sign? Lay down, boys. Lay down in the open here. See that happy sign? Actal Minen. That means the boss should put a minefield in. Now, the worst bastards you'll find is these. S-mine. We call it the bouncing Betty. Tread on those spines. Trip that trip wire. Boom. Betty comes up to your midriff. Bang. Hot shrapnel all over the place. Now, boys, we've got important equipment in that area, haven't we? <laughs> yes, it's your ammunition. But we do not carry white phosphorus grenades in the front pouches because we don't want the bloody things burning and not being able to get it off. So watch out for them. They'll be in gaps in a hedge or doorways on that tripwire. Keep your eyes peeled. And we do not cluster up when we move for that reason as well. Now, we've got this minefield ahead. Royal Engineers, in their infinite wisdom, have given us a path across it by the white tape. I notice that it's been breached in the middle by mortifier. So let's move up the tape together. Get your entrenching tools out and bane it, Tom. Because we need to do a bit of prodding here. Right, boys. Get on your hands and knees. You two, you move across, prod that for us. Gently, gently, gently! Bloody hell, you'll have us blown to kingdom come. Right, just gently now, hands and knees, prod the ground. If it's a bit soft like and you feel metal, put one of these hats on it. Little white hats, then we knows not to tread on it, don't we? Watch that one, there's one on the surface there. Look, boys, that's what they look like. That's a black one, but they can be yellow, green or grey as well. Right. Okay, we're back on the tape now. Right, let's look sharp. Let's double up. Let's double up and get that get up the top of the ridge and into cover. Come on, look sharp now. Now running Come up on. the hill. Come on, to the entrance of the trench. Right, get down, get down, get down. All right, good and bad news here, boys. No Jerry's, but I can't see anything at three platoon either. All right, let's move in. Be a bit careful, like. Ammunition boxes all over the place. Trench about. Well, three and a half feet deep, wider in some places, zigzagging, all the spoil on the outside, reinforced with corrugated steel. Look at that, boys. There's a grim reaper up there, MG42. Yeah, look at if that. that bugger had been manned, not one of us would have got up this ridge. Huh. Right, let's move forward. Watch yourselves, keep your eyes peeled, especially around that corner. Right, boys. This is where we earn our pay. Make me proud of you. I'm gonna stick a grenade over into that next bay. Then you get stuck in. Hard and fast with the bayonet. Now, remember, these are SS. They ain't gonna take the trouble to take you prisoner. If there's a slightest risk attached to you taking them, you don't take that prisoner. You with me? It's him or you, and you wanna go home, don't you? So, hold tight. As Soon as that grenade goes off, Hot and strong, boys, round that corner, stick it to them. I do feel quite tense. Now running round the trench, through a zigzag. Look at a mortar. Look at... Oh, who goes there? Ah! Oh, yeah. oh bloody hell, thank God it's you lot! Who's got a PX badge? Anyone brought any PX grenades? Can you just in here? We got armour running up and down the line all day long. Oh, some PX. You got PX? Yeah, I will be. You got PX? No? Oh, bloody hell. No, no good for us then. Maybe we'll just throw it at them. Anyway, keep your heads down. Make sure you're, you're taking this from the old 12 Panzers. They never know where we're going on this. We're in out of this line all day. Make sure you're down. Well, keep this quiet, right? 
another Piet over there. Right. Just how it going. Right, mate. Yeah, no, we've got 12 pounds up and down this line all day long. They're trying to probe for it. They've got their artillery all zeroed in on exactly where we are. So you make sure you get, you get close. Right, Christ! Blimey! Moving down the line! Let's go! Keep it down! Keep it down! Move it out! My ears are ringing again. We're now merging out of the trench system to a first Any aid post. Any wounded amongst you at all? Is anybody wounded? No, I'm all right. Excellent. My name's Captain Townsley. I'm the regimental medical officer here, and this is my regimental aid post. What I have to do is I have to deal with any casualties I, I see coming in from here. There's a small staff here, a couple of orderlies, and I've got 16 stretcher bearers with me to help recover the wounded from the battlefield. Now, you probably think that the most important piece of kit that the British Army issues is a rifle, or a bayonet, or a grenade. I think it's one of these things, which is a first field dressing. Contains two bandages, one for the entry wound, one for the exit wound. If you're hit by a high velocity round from a German sniper, you're going to need it. We can deal with pain very, very effectively because we have a fantastic uh, uh, analgesic called morphine. Comes in little stirrets supplied by the Americans and take the top off, unscrew the top and you need to find a rather large area of muscle to put it into. You jab it into the, into the buttocks and normally takes about 10 to 15 minutes for it to start to work. After that, the casualty will feel no pain whatsoever. It's vitally important that you mark their heads with a big M for morphine so that they know that they've got uh, already had morphine and they won't overdose them. If they've got a big T written on their cheek and a time, then it shows they've got a tourniquet applied. A tourniquet is a simple webbing strap which you place around their arm or leg and tighten it up. Keep tightening, tighten, tighten. That will save somebody's life. It will stop them from bleeding to death. The, tr the trouble with tourniquets is that you have to slacken them off every quarter of an hour to restore the circulation in the arm, otherwise they'll lose that arm. It'll have to be amputated by the surgeons. From that point onwards, what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna evacuate you out of here. This is a tent in a field. It's just a place that I can gather wounded together and ship them out of here as quickly as possible. I need to be able to pack up this unit as quickly as possible and follow advancing armies wherever they go. They need their medical officer with them. I can't do that if I've got rows and rows and rows of stretchers here. Get rid of them, send them down to the advanced dressing station and get them out of here. They're much better at that point. They might go down to the, um, the casualty clearing station. If they do, they've got teams of surgeons, x-ray machines, blood transfusions. We're, we've got the benefit of um, a fantastic new medicine here in Normandy is something called penicillin. Fantastic. We've got it, the Germans haven't got it, which means that our chaps will get better quicker, which means they can return to active service quicker, which means we're going to win this war. Don't underestimate the power of, of penicillin. It's going to save many lives in this war. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
Well, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, you know, we were feeling tense, weren't we? As we're going around a corner, a few bangs. Gives you a sense of what the trench was like. And actually, I've got to say that a few weeks ago, I was in southern Tunisia, as you do, uh, and I was on the Marif Line, which was originally built by the French, but then kind of enlarged and improved upon by the, uh, by the Germans and the Italians in late 1942, early 1943. And actually, the trench system looked exactly like this one. Zigzag, spoil over the edges and everything. So this is what it would have looked like. It's not a deep one like the First World War, but a zigzag supporting, uh, supporting gun positions and, and enabling people to get ammunition up, up to the guns undercover. I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, US Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics US, brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, <laughs> or people will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. It was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts.